good song service team. Appreciate their practice, time, effort to uh, help us worship God. Appreciate your giving, and I pray God's blessing upon your life. Amen. Acts 24, if you have your Bibles, uh, amen. You have those on your phone, sometimes iPad, um, computers. Um, you know, we're using our computers to live stream at the moment, and so um, make sure you have a Bible with you. Uh, in addition to that, either paper Bible uh, or uh, on another device. Acts 24, um, we're going to begin in verse 22. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation tonight, and um, we'll get there in just a moment. Amen. I was um, just thinking about, as I prepare, uh, preparing this sermon and uh, wanting to bring uh, this sermon as a blessing to you, I was thinking about the number of people that I've witnessed to over the years who um, you bring them a very solid and sound gospel witness, the truth of the message of Christ to their lives, and they say, yes, I hear that, I receive that, it makes sense to me, and the next question is, so what are you going to do? You're going to be a Christian. You're going to live for God. And often comes the statement, yes, I will, but not now. But not now. I'll do it later. I'll get saved later. I'll become a Christian later. I'll go to church later. And so many people have done that. In fact, I know people who have done that and ended up in jail. I know people who have done that and died I know people who have done that and today their lives are a total and complete ruin because of procrastination. They said I'll do it later, but later, later never came. I was reading about um, uh, the boy genius Mozart and um, Mozart put the pro in procrastination, they say, that he was a man who... Uh, uh, Right before his production of Don Giovanni, uh, right before that he was ready to go on stage, he would stay up all night drinking punch, uh, writing out the opera overture, finishing at 5 a.m. and then performing it that day without any rehearsal. Now listen, Mozart might be able to get away with that, but most of us cannot. We need a great deal of practice. We need a great deal of time and thought and planning and organization and preparation. And we cannot live with procrastination. Many people say, whether it comes to salvation and living for God or just the general practical things in life, many people say, I'll, end, I'll, I'll do it later. I'll do it, not now, I'll do it later. They either end up not doing it at all or doing it very poorly. They live in procrastination. I want to preach a sermon tonight. It's called, I'll Do It Later. It's a sermon about procrastination. So let's read Acts 24. We're going to begin in verse 22 and read down to verse 27. The Bible says these words, At that point, Felix, who was quite familiar with the way, adjourned the hearing and said, wait until Lysias, the garrison commander, arrives. Then I will decide the case. 
He ordered an officer to keep Paul in custody, but to give him some freedom, allow his friends to visit him and take care of his needs. A few days later, Felix came back with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, sending for Paul. They listened as he told them about faith in Christ Jesus. And as he reasoned with them about righteousness and self-control and the coming day of judgment, Felix became frightened. Go away for now, he replied. When it is more convenient, I'll call for you again. He also hoped that Paul would bribe him, so he sent for him quite often and talked with him. And after two years went by in this way, Felix was succeeded by Porcius Festus. And because Felix wanted to gain favor with the Jewish people, he left Paul in prison. Amen. I want to look firstly tonight at the rationale of procrastination, or in other words, this is the reasons why, how we rationalize the, what we, why we say, I don't want to do it now, but I'll do it later. Some have said the most dangerous word um, is the word tomorrow, or I'll do it tomorrow, or I'll do it later, or another time, because often tomorrow never comes. And the thing that you wanted to do, the DIY project, the job application, the spiritual things that you said you would do, you never actually get done. They are continually put off for another day with no doubt good intentions of one day getting it done. And the rationale of procrastination is simply, I'll do it later, I've got time tomorrow, uh, the problem is that you don't ever get to it. You become uh, someone that, that is called a half-job Harry. Or you be called the gunner. That is, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Or I'm going to do it later. And you actually never do it. The problem is that, that what happens physically, practically, in all those areas also happens spiritually. Spiritual things get put off and they never actually get done. All the promises that are made to God at an altar and in prayer, and God, I promise, God, I'll do this. God, I'll stop this. I'll sacrifice this. I'll change this. I'll go there. And you become the gunner. I'm going to do it tomorrow. But you never actually do it. Some people say that so often. Uh, to themselves, yet nothing ever changes. Uh, and people say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to get this finished. I'm going to read my Bible. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm, the problem was that was five years ago. I'm going to start going to morning prayer. I'm going to go to Bible hour on time. I'm going to get to bed at a reasonable hour on a Saturday night. I'm going to read a good Christian book. Uh, 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 the problem is that the pile on your bedside table is, is getting higher and higher. Same books you had there last year. Listen, this also happens when we promise God that we're going to do some things. Again, things we've said at an altar. We promise God, God, I promise I'll change. I, I promise that habit, that decision, the trust issues, my obedience issues. I promise God, my ministry responsibilities but yet nothing has happened and nothing has changed. And our rationale is, 
haven't given up. I'm still going to do it one day. Matthew 8, 21 and 22 says, Another of the disciples said to him, Lord, permit me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, follow me and allow the dead to bury the dead. Or in other words, Jesus says, listen, in this life, there's no time for procrastination or delay. Follow me now. This is also true of salvation. Many say, yeah, 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 I'll get saved one day. I will get saved. I will serve God. I will become part of the church. I will do, just not today. I'll do it later. Listen, the problem is the devil will make sure that that later never ever comes. Which is why Paul writes to the Corinthian church and he says in 2 Corinthians 6.2, for he says, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I've helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Here in this scripture, Paul in Corinthians, he's quoting Isaiah 49.8, reminding the Corinthians that God is always ready to listen to you. Listen, God is listening to the promises. God is listening to what we say. God is listening to uh, the, the things that we've said. God, I'll do this and I'll do that. And Paul is reminding them God is always listening and he always wants to help you. He's listening to those and he wants to help those who are willing to repent and he's ready today. He's saying, I'm ready today, right now, to help you from where you're at. In other words, he's saying, you know what? Don't rationalize procrastination. Don't say to yourself, yeah, tomorrow, because of this and because of that. And say, no, 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 no. Today is the day. In our text, it highlights a number of simple truths because God wants to help us with this struggle. Several things worth thinking about when it comes to procrastination. Number one is people procrastinate rarely because of a lack of information. And I want you to think about that. In our text, the, the Bible says Felix is familiar with the way. That means that the way is uh, the early church. We're called the people of the way. The, the, this, this movement, uh, those who were following the way of Christ, was gaining traction and momentum. And Felix understood exactly who and what he was dealing with when it came to Paul. It was certainly not of lack of information. It was actually a resistance to the way. And we know that the Bible says narrow is the way. It indicates that the Christian life is a narrow way. The Christian life is a narrow road. It is a narrow way of thinking. It is a narrow focus. It is a narrow belief. And again, it is a narrow road. Because broad is the way that leads to destruction, better you are on the narrow road. Felix is aware of all of this, as is all of us. It is rarely, if ever, a lack of information. Listen, I was reading something very, very interesting. I was reading about the world's largest woman. The world's largest woman. Listen. She had an encyclopedia knowledge of diet and exercise. 
the world's largest woman. She could tell you everything about diet and what to eat and what not to eat. Tell you everything about exercise and this and how diet and exercise works. An encyclopedia knowledge of diet and exercise. Listen, it's not a lack of information that causes people to procrastinate. This can be true in marriage and raising children, discipleship. It's rarely, if ever, a lack of information. Rather, a spirit of procrastination. Second thing is, another reason people procrastinate is rarely a lack of application, but genuine busyness. You think about this in our text. Felix is a busy guy. He's busy in many, many areas in life, and he's got a busy job, and he's managing all of the government and the council, and he's a busy guy, much responsibility outside the home, and it's true tonight. We can be very, very busy people. We have a lot going on in lots of areas in life, and you're managing family, life, marriage, children, work, school, uh, serving God, all of these things. The problem is, though, that people are doing all of that, genuinely busy, but they are avoiding the one most critical decision that must be made. The point is, procrastination is not always just lazy people. It's busy people, busy people who are busy outside of the home and often busy outside of the will of God and, and outside of the things that are really needed. Felix, do you think about this as well? Felix is actually really a really nice guy. He's a busy guy, and he's a nice guy. He lets Paul have some freedom. He goes and meets with him and talks to him. He allows Paul to have some visitors. I mean, he's the proconsul. He's the leader. But he's a, he's a busy guy. He's a nice guy. Yet he still procrastinates, and he ignores the one key thing that God is speaking to him about and that God is dealing with him about. You know, this is true of many people. They uh, True of people, they can smile, serve, busy, busy people, uh, but they never actually get to fixing the window, doing the garden, maintaining the home. And it's also true, they never get to doing the will of God and doing the very thing that God has challenged them about. Third thing is, it's the very subtle blaming of someone else. Felix says, when Lysias comes, then I'll make a decision. And isn't that true? We often, we get to a place, God challenging us, God speaking to us about doing something, making a decision. We often say, oh yeah, well, you know, if, 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 uh, you know, if Johnny comes with me, if so-and-so comes, or, you know, if they say this, or if they say that, or if the, you know, if, if it's a blue moon, which never happens. And he, here's Felix, he says, if Lysias, when Lysias comes, then I'll make a decision. Who knows when Lysias is coming? It's just an excuse and it's procrastination. Listen, we become very, very good at that. We create scenarios to put off what should be done today to put them off for another time. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get saved. Not today, maybe tomorrow when my friend comes to church, when this happens or when that happens, when some, and we blame someone else or something else 
One day when the stars align, we'll become disciples, we'll fulfill calling, the will of God, do the right thing, do the dishes, obey God. Ecclesiastes 11.4 says, He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. What he's saying is, if you look at all the practical things, you're going to come up with a myriad of excuses and say, it's this is why I can't do it, and that's why I can't do it, and therefore I'll do it another day. Let's look secondly at the results of procrastination. I'll move through the rest of this a little quicker. I was reading about a guy by the name of David. He lost 181 kilos in two years. Think about that. 181 kilos. He went on a diet, did some exercise, got a personal trainer, became the subject of a weight loss documentary that they documented his weight loss journey. The only problem is that after all of that, the only problem is after all that, he procrastinated. And after losing 181 kilos, he started to procrastinate. He said, oh, you know, I don't really need to eat that well. I don't really need to do any exercise today. I don't need to be healthy. I don't need to make the, I don't need to be dis- disciplined today. Well, listen, he went from a weight loss celebrity to a man suffering with obesity. He put all 180 kilos back on and more. Now suffering obesity, high blood pressure, gout, diabetes, self-hatred, self-bitterness, all the result of procrastination, compromise, and a lack of personal discipline. See, procrastination has consequences. And they are most always negative. So let's, let's look at a few, some of the results of procrastination. Number one is you end up with a person who is... Who, who is someone who is all talk and no action. You become the talker, all talk and no action. We all know people like that who, who, who boast about how good they are and how they can do this and do that, but they never actually do anything. And this can be a very settled disposition, even a way of life or a habit for us. We can talk the talk, but we don't walk the walk. Matthew 5.37 says, But let your yes be yes and your no be no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. The message translation puts it this way. And since you know that he cares, let your language show it. Don't add words like, oh, I swear to God, or or, uh, to your own words, and don't show your impatience by concocting oaths to hurry up God. Just say yes or no. Just say what is true. That way your language can't be used against you. And here this was said about the Jews who were of the practice of swearing an oath and they would say, oh, I swear on the altar or I swear on the temple or the church. I swear on the church uh, rather than the name of God, and they believed that they would not be judged or be held accountable for it because they did not say in the name or in his name or in God's name. Jesus clearly disapproved of this practice. And Jesus said, listen, enough of the talk. Enough false promises. If you say yes, mean it and do it. If you say no, 
then let it be no and stand upon your no as well. Anything outside of that, Jesus said, that's a lie. So let everything we say be true, giving honor to God by keeping our word. So another result of procrastination is that other people's lives end up on hold. And listen, we talk, we can, you can talk all the, all the talk, talk the talk, all the niceties, goodwill, good intentions. One day I'll do this and that. But listen, Felix did all of that. And two years later, Paul is still in jail and Felix is not saved. Felix remained undecided for two years. Then succeeded by a new governor who comes in, knows nothing of Paul. And now even if Felix wanted to get saved, even if Felix wanted to release Paul from prison, he can't because he procrastinated and now it affects so many other people, so many other missed opportunities. You know, I think about the, in construction, one of the major dilemmas in construction is, and I, and I worked in construction years ago, and, um, but one of the major dilemmas is always waiting on another tradie that you're always waiting on somebody else. The carpenters are waiting for the plumbers and everyone's waiting for the electricians. And, uh, you know, you can't, the job can't be done until the, uh, somebody else has done their part. Now, this is also true in church. You know, we, if musicians don't practice, then everybody else is, everybody else is on hold. If people don't turn up on time, Everyone else is on hold. Listen, dads, if you don't pay the bills, if you don't pay the car rego, everybody else is going to suffer and ends up on hold and has to do things. And, you know, it, it all becomes a problem because, listen, two years later, is two years later, nothing has changed, lots of talk, no action, and everything is on hold. The third thing about procrastination is that the will of God and the work of God ends up delayed. You think about the results of procrastination is that Felix doesn't change, Felix doesn't get saved, and Paul is not released from prison. Paul is still in prison. He cannot minister freely. He cannot do the will of God in its entirety, although he is in prison. But he can't pastor the church. He can't go on his missionary journeys. He can't make disciples of men and plant other churches. The will of God and the work of God is now held up by a few bad decisions to procrastinate. And I understand tonight that God is sovereign and God can do anything. But he does use people people who are willing and available and, and people who are willing to make a decision to put Jesus first and say, yes, Lord, yes, and not procrastinate. Let's look thirdly and finally at the remedy of procrastination. The remedy, that is how to fix procrastination. One man said, I want to deal with my procrastination, but I keep putting it off. You know, it's very common. If you didn't have a little chuckle to yourself at home, you ought to. I want to deal with my procrastination, but I keep putting it off. So let's think about this. 
and how to, cons- how to, let's consider how to fix this issue with procrastination and putting off what God wants you to do today. Don't put it off for tomorrow because, listen, sometimes that tomorrow just never comes. Several ways to get a remedy for procrastination. Number one is you have to decide to get the victory over fear. Because in our text, the Bible says Felix is frightened and sent him away. And so here, Felix, he's he's worried about the decision. He he doesn't know exactly how this is going to work out for him. And so he puts uh, the decision on hold. He he said, I'm afraid. I don't know how this is going to play out. Uh, And uh, the decision, he, he doesn't make a decision, which is how many people respond to God. They're fearful of the task. They're fearful of what God is asking them. They're fearful of the decision that needed to be made. They're fearful of what needs to be said. They're fearful of the stand that needs to be made with their family and with their friends and with the world. They're fearful of that, so they delay the decision. Felix is potentially fearful of what other people might say, that he might lose face with other leaders that he might he is fearful of what he might have to give up if he he says to Paul you know you almost convinced me to be a Christian but then he's his mind goes wow what does that mean what am I going to lose what do I have to give up but how many know tonight Christianity is not what you lose it's what you get the other thing Felix is afraid of is he's afraid of his wife and, and you, I want you to think about this because this happens to many people and whether, they're, whether he's afraid of his wife or the wife afraid of the husband. But listen, when you read through this text, the Bible says Felix brings his wife Drusilla or Dracula or whatever her name is, brings his wife Drusilla. The problem is that Drusilla is actually his third wife And in fact, he stole her away from her former husband, the king of Emesa in Syria. And so here he now, he has this wife, his third wife. He knows in his own spirit he's dealt inappropriately by having that wife. She knows it's inappropriate. And here they are in Acts 24, 25. The Bible says now as Paul, this is Paul, he reasoned about righteousness Righteousness, could you imagine saying, Felix, righteousness, my friend. You see this wife you have? God's dealing with you about your righteousness. Self-control, the Bible says now he's reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix. And the Bible says Felix was afraid, and he answered, go away for now, for When I have a more convenient time, I'll call you. Maybe he's saying, you know what, when my wife's not around, we'll talk about this some more. And so here's this guy, he's afraid. He's afraid of what his wife's going to say. And and it's true of people. They're afraid of what their wife, their husband, their friends, their family, what are they going to say? And it causes them to procrastinate. And so we've got to get dominion. You have to make a decision. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to choose to say, yes, Lord. The second thing is you have to decide there is no more convenient time. Felix said, I'm going to put this off 
this decision to either get saved or, or release Paul, I'm putting this off for a more convenient time. How many know the best time is right now? The best time is right now. Listen, if you're thinking right now, if people are saying, you know, oh, yeah, I ought to get saved, and Felix saying, you almost convinced me to be a Christian, the best time is right now. You know why? Because God is moving in your heart right now. You may never feel God like that again. You may never experience God speaking to you like He is right now ever again. The decision needs to be made now. The decision to trust God is now, not later, not tomorrow, not another day, but now. 1 Corinthians 18.21 says, Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered not a word. They procrastinated. And you ought to right now, in this sermon, you ought to choose now whom you will serve. Make a decision this day, today, and start from today onwards. And then thirdly and finally, decide that there absolutely is no other option. You know, when I got saved, I just made a decision. said, you know what? There's no other option. If I don't get saved, I don't get right with God, I'm going to go to hell. That's true. And I made a decision. You know what? There's no other option. Felix, in our text, Felix is hoping for a bride. The Bible says that he kept, he kept bringing Paul back, hoping that they'd give him money, that he'd get money from Paul's friends as a bribe. And so he says he delayed the decision. He delayed the will of God. He rejects salvation and he hopes that, hopes that there's another option. There's another way. Maybe I, I can get something out of this. And money is often a, a persuader. And rather than, rather than choose God and choose God's will, he's choosing money and the potential to gain more money. And he procrastinates about the will of God and he does not become a doer of the word. So listen to me this evening as we close. God has things. God has ministries. God has futures, husbands and wives, family, destiny, blessing. God has options for you. If you would choose not to take up alternatives to the will of God for your life, you must choose, make a decision to choose Christ and choose now. You know, the, Jeremiah says, there's a fire in my bones. I must preach. No other option. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No other option. Paul said, Lord, what do you want me to do? No other option. The prodigal son said, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I will arise and go back to my father's house. No other option. So listen, how many know God has a way of bringing us to a place where there really is no other option? No other way. Or if there is a, another way, it's not God. Listen, if you want to break the spirit of procrastination, you have to make a decision. Make a decision. There is no other way. And I, I absolutely believe God will help you. You know, I was just let me just close with a simple illustration I was reading. I was reading about an artist by the name of Boggs. And uh, this guy, he became famous for painting currency. 
and he spent his entire life drawing and painting money. And so people would give him a, a bill or a, a coin and he would draw that or paint that. He spent his entire life, entire life painting money. Listen, I was thinking about that. Imagine committing that amount of time to the things of God. Oh, what impact you could have with that kind of dedication and commitment and devotion to that small task if you would apply that to the things of God and not procrastinate. Make a choice to be deliberate, to be intentional, to be focused. And listen, that kind of choice, it attracts the help of God. You know, Felix, he missed the chance. And I've met many people over the years, they've missed the chance. And again, witness to them, and yes, yes, I'll get saved. Yes, yes, I'll live, but not today. Not today. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it another time. And they either end up in jail, they end up dead, they end up lost destiny, broken marriages, destroyed families, broke as a joke, drunk, alcoholics, and they can often trace it back to that day and they say, I had a chance to get saved, but I didn't. I procrastinated and I regret it. Listen, don't let that be you today. Amen. Let's bow our heads tonight as we close in a word of prayer. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Those watching on the live stream do appreciate you listening and watching and those of you here in the building, the live stream team working hard, but also listening and watching. Before we do anything else right now, I want to ask you a question. There's a moment right here where you need to make a decision. A moment right here where God is speaking to you and he's saying, today is the day of salvation. Don't delay it. Don't put it off. Don't procrastinate. Choose now whom you will serve. Choose now this day. Choose life or choose death. It's a decision that needs to be made. And I wonder tonight, you're listening, you're listening to this message and you say, you know what, that's me. I'm not right with God. I've not made a decision to truly follow and serve the Lord, but I'm going to because I'm not going to be a procrastinator. I'm not going to lose my future and destiny and what God has for my life. I'm going to choose now. And I wonder tonight, you're here, you're watching, you're listening and you say, you know what? Yeah, that's me. That's me. I'm not right with God. I'm a sinner and I need Jesus to come into my life and forgive me of my sins and I will receive that right now. If that's you, I want you to slip up your hand right now where I, could, where I can't see it, but on the, on the screen perhaps or someone in the room with you could see it and you'd say, yes, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to pray a prayer and say, yes, that's me. Anyone at all, you, you're watching at home right now in your living room. You say, I'm not saved. I'm not right. I'm not right with God, but I want to pray. I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm not going to procrastinate anymore. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be right with God. I'm going to be right with God. And that's you. I want you to raise your hand right now and say, yes, that's me. I need prayer. I need prayer. Amen. If you want to do that tonight and you want to pray, I want you to pray this very, very simple prayer. And that's simply to acknowledge your sin and Turn your heart to God and say, oh God, forgive me. Have mercy on me. If you want to pray, I want you to bow your heads and say, repeat these words after me. Say, Father God, I'm so grateful that you died on the cross for my sins. I repent of my sins. 
and I turn away from them. I start a new life in Christ. Today, I make a decision to live for you and serve you. I say yes, Lord, to all that you have for my life. I thank you for saving me. I thank you for setting me free. I thank you for the future you have for me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to reach out to somebody tonight. Tell them that you prayed. Let them know. We have a number that appears on the screen. You can text that message or call that number and uh, let Malaki know that you prayed and you let him know and we'll follow that up with you, help you to live for God and be a Christian. I want to speak to Christians tonight. And have a time of prayer and open up these altars so that you can come and pray. Maybe you've been a procrastinator. Maybe you've been someone who's said, you know what? Yeah, I'll do it, but not today. Yeah, I'll do it later. I'll do it tomorrow. And, and you know, some of these things are not wicked or evil. It's just you just put it off. But the problem is that in a practical sense, we can get away with that. Spiritually, we can't. And they go hand in hand. You say, you practically, you say, oh yeah, I'll just do it tomorrow, I'll just do it tomorrow, I'll just do it tomorrow. You never do it. I can guarantee you, you say that to God. I'll do it later, God. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll change later. I'll be different later. I'll give it up later. I'll serve you later. Problem is later never comes. God is speaking to you tonight, convicting you, maybe on a practical level, home level, work level, personal level, marriage level, family level, or serving God level. We want to come to the altar and pray and let God help us. Let's do that this evening. Let's all stand. These altars are open. I want you to come forward. You're here in the building. Come out of your seat. Come and find a place to come and pray. Right now, pray before God and say, oh, God, help me. God, work a miracle in my heart and in my life that I would no longer be a procrastinator, that I'll not put off what God speaks to me about today, that I'm not going to delay anymore, that I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do it later, but never do it. I want to challenge every man and every woman in, in, in this building and those watching on the live stream. Be a man of your word. Jesus said, let your yes be yes and let your no be no. And sometimes we need to say yes to people and sometimes we need to say no to people. But I can tell you now, we ought to always say yes to God. There's, there's no need to say no to God. We can say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Make a decision not to procrastinate. Maybe there are jobs you need to do around the house. Maybe there's a job application that you need to put in. You've delayed and delayed. You procrastinate. It's a bad habit. Maybe you procrastinate about asking for a pay rise bad habit and I'm not saying every day is a good day to do that but you're to pray and, and let the Holy Ghost lead you and there's appropriate times to do that maybe you've procrastinated about a family decision financial decision maybe you've procrastinated about the will of God tonight. 
serving God and what God has for your life and your future and ministry, your family, the direction of your family. Say yes to God at the altar. Hallelujah. Say yes to God at this altar tonight. Lord, whatever you have for me, whatever you want from me, I'll serve you. I surrender my life to you. I give it all to you. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Jesus, for surrendered hearts. We thank you, Jesus, for a right posture before God. Lord, we come against excuses. We come against every kind of rationale and reasons and laziness and busyness. Every challenge that presents itself to us, God, we want to say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Whatever you have, Lord, it doesn't matter how hard it is. It doesn't matter how difficult it is, Lord. Where it is, what it is. God praise and thanks tonight right now. Father, we thank you and acknowledge your word and your will. And we say yes, Lord, no matter what, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We will obey your God. And we break the curse and we break the spirit of procrastination right now of every man. And
and every woman and every family and every household, that spirit of procrastination loosed by the Holy Ghost, uh, that there's a power from heaven to make decisions right now in Jesus' name. Amen. There are people who are watching this live stream tonight, uh, and this is a 100% word from heaven for your life uh, that you need to make a decision and you've procrastinated and you've put it off and you've put it off. You, you need to stop procrastinating right now because God is moving now. God is moving now. And if you would make that decision, you're going to see how all of this is going to unfold. It's going to blow your mind. You're going to say, wow, I never knew it was so easy. And it's not easy because you did it. It's easy because God is moving now. And I want to encourage you, say yes, Lord, and stop procrastinating. God is going to help you. God is going to be for you. God is going to be with you. And he's going to make a way for you. There's somebody watching tonight, I think perhaps several people watching tonight, this is you, this is the word for your life, and you've, you have a decision pending, and it's waiting on you waiting on you to make that decision don't procrastinate god is going to help you let that be a word for you tonight amen amen do appreciate you watching live streaming with us another week another service and uh amen trust you're going to have a great week in the lord we have lots on man of monday and monday night prayer meeting tuesday night bible study friday night uh battle of the burbs saturday night so uh i know you have nothing else to do you're not allowed to do anything else. And so tune into those things. Be a blessing. Let us know you're there. And uh, amen. God bless you tonight. We're going to bow our heads and close in a word of prayer. I wonder if Lou, if you just close the service in prayer for us tonight. May God, we thank you tonight that we can come into your house. We thank you for your word tonight. God, help us to not be people that procrastinate, God, but to do your will. God, that we would say yes to your will, whatever that you have for us. God, that we would step into that. I pray, keep us safe this week. Help us to live for you, to be a testimony, and to shine the light of your glory this week to those around us. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Good evening. God bless you. Have a great week in the Lord.